Good afternoon. Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. This afternoon's episode is titled God's Provided Way of Fellowship with Men. This will be focused on a study of Leviticus chapter 7. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the way of reconciliation that you provided to bridge the gap between a sinful man and a holy God. Father, teach us of that way this, uh, this afternoon. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next, we shall listen to Leviticus chapter 7. Chapter 7 Likewise, this is the law of the trespass offering. It is most holy. In the place where they kill the burnt offering shall they kill the trespass offering, and the blood thereof shall he sprinkle round about upon the altar. And he shall offer of it all the fat thereof, the rump, and the fat that covereth the inwards, and the two kidneys, and the fat that is on them, which is by the flanks, and the caul that is above the liver, with the kidneys, it shall he take away. And the priest shall burn them upon the altar for an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a trespass offering. Every male among the priests shall eat thereof. It shall be eaten in the holy place. It is most holy. As the sin offering is, so is the trespass offering. There is one law for them. The priest that maketh atonement therewith shall have it. And the priest that offereth any man's burnt offering, even the priest shall have to himself the skin of the burnt offering which he hath offered. And all the meat offering that is bacon in the oven, and all that is dressed in the frying pan, and in the pan shall be the priest that offereth it. And every meat offering mingled with oil and dry shall all the sons of Aaron have, one as much as another. And this is the law of the sacrifice of peace offerings which he shall offer unto the Lord. If he offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving unleavened cakes mingled with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and cakes mingled with oil of fine flour fried. Besides the cakes, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace offerings. And of it he shall offer one out of the whole oblation for an heave offering unto the Lord, and it shall be the priest that sprinkleth the blood of the peace offerings. And the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. But if the sacrifice of his offering be a vow or a voluntary offering, it shall be eaten the same day that he offereth his sacrifice. And on the morrow also the remainder of it shall be eaten. But the remainder of the flesh of the sacrifice on the third day shall be burnt with fire. And if any of the flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings be eaten at all on the third day, it shall not be accepted, neither shall it be imputed unto him that offereth it. It shall be an abomination, and the soul that eateth of it shall bear his iniquity. And the flesh that toucheth any unclean thing shall not be eaten, it shall be burnt with fire. And as for the flesh, all that be clean shall eat thereof. But the soul that eateth of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings that pertain unto the Lord, having his uncleanness upon him, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, the soul that shall touch any unclean thing, as the uncleanness of man or any unclean beast, 
or any abominable unclean thing, and eat of the flesh of the sacrifice of peace offerings, which pertain unto the Lord, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, Ye shall eat no manner of fat, of ox, or of sheep, or of goat. And the fat of the beast that dieth of itself, and the fat of that which is torn with beasts, may be used in any other use. But ye shall in no wise eat of it. For whosoever eateth the fat of the beast, of which men offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord, even the soul that eateth it shall be cut off from his people. Moreover, ye shall eat no manner of blood, whether it be of fowl or of beast in any of your dwellings. Whatsoever soul it be that eateth any manner of blood, even that soul shall be cut off from his people. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, He that offereth the sacrifice of his peace offerings unto the Lord shall bring his oblation unto the Lord of the sacrifice of his peace offerings. His own hand shall bring the offerings of the Lord made by fire, the fat with the breast. It shall he bring, that the breast may be waved for a wave offering before the Lord. And the priest shall burn the fat upon the altar, but the breast shall be Aaron's and his son's. And the right shoulder shall ye give unto the priest for an heave offering of the sacrifices of your peace offerings. He among the sons of Aaron that offereth the blood of the peace offerings and the fat shall have the right shoulder for his part. For the wave breast and the heave shoulder have I taken of the children of Israel from off the sacrifices of their peace offerings, and have given them unto Aaron the priest and unto his sons by a statute forever from among the children of Israel. This is the portion of the anointing of Aaron and of the anointing of his sons out of the offerings of the Lord made by fire in the day when he presented them to minister unto the Lord in the priest's office which the Lord commanded to be given them of the children of Israel in the day that he anointed them by a statute forever throughout their generations. This is the law of the burnt offering, of the meat offering, and of the sin offering, and of the trespass offering, and of the consecrations, and of the sacrifice of the peace offerings, which the Lord commanded Moses in Mount Sinai in the day that he commanded the children of Israel to offer their oblations unto the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham titled Fellowship. This was preached in 1956 on February the 12th. I remember little Joseph, my little boy. You know where Joseph was promised in that? Right here in Minneapolis. About six years before he was born. I was over here one day reading Joseph in the Bible. And I seen how the perfect man he was. We had one little girl at the time. Been Four years for some time, and she was a Sicilian, and then it was about four years had passed again. They said they didn't think she'd ever, wife would ever have another child, and I went in and was weeping, and the door just pulled down. I was in the closet where I had my clothes hanging up here in the hotel. We had a tent meeting going on out here. And then I just weeping, and something just like a voice spoke to me and said, You had a son called his name Joseph. And I went out all elated and happy. And I began to tell everybody about about three or four months afterwards that mother, she knew that she was to be mother again. Someone said, is this Joseph? I said, I don't know. So when it was born, it was a girl. Then everybody laughed. But I thought the Lord never told us anything else. I said, he never does. Joseph will be here, don't worry. Years passed on. 
He always keeps his promise. Don't you believe that? The reason we can love him and put our confidence because he is truthful, we ask from. Notice, years passed on by. Four years or more passed again. No sign no more. And one day he even found out that she was to be mother again. Son says, This Joseph, I said, I don't know. But I said, He'll be here. And so when he was born, the nurse come down, there's a bunch of us men sitting out in, in the room. She said, Reverend Graham? I said, Yes, ma'am. She said, You have a fine, seven pound, three ounce boy. I said, Joseph, you've been a long time coming, Sam, but I'm sure glad you're here. So that's it. She said, Why'd you call him Joseph? I said, That is his name. That's his name, Joseph. So in that kind of fellowship and communion, that's where God fits in. That's where you want to get, get into the spirit of it. You like the person who's getting the spirit? That's the only way you can do it. Shut yourself off from the rest of the world and get along with God. And the reason that you like to do that is because when the first couple came on earth, Adam and Eve, that's what they did. In the cool of the evening, they come in from their vineyards and got down under the trees, the great cathedral as it was, and as the sun perhaps was setting and sticking down through the bushes, God came down in the cool of the evening and fellowship with Adam and Eve. Oh, my, that comes out on down. Man, yet when you get in contact with God, and man, when you come in contact with your friend, and God is your friend, so you love to commune with him and talk with him. Now, since sin broke that fellowship, man has been tossed about from every wind of doctrine, and he's still tossed about. He was turned out of the garden of Eden to shift for himself. And then, that great time, he's still tossing about. God made one preparation for man to be restored back to that fellowship. Oh, nothing else we have tried and offered to the human race. Blood was the way back to fellowship. God kills some animals and cuts their skin, sheds the innocent blood of the animal, and brought the skin and wrapped Adam and Eve in it, and fellowship with them again after the setting of the blood. It is God's way. It was God's way. It will always be without change. The fellowship through the blood, reconciliation, bringing the believer back into contact with his neighbor. We've tried to educate people to it. It'll never work. We've tried to drive denominational barriers and saying because you go to this church or this church, denomination, education, songs, or anything else outside the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ will never bring fellowship back to the people again as God. We always fence ourselves off and make cuts and plans. But God wants us to pull down that barrier like you all are doing around here now. Bring in the whole body of the Lord Jesus and fellowship around the sacrifice. The Lord Jesus. Well, now you talk about spiritual gifts in the church. Just keep that fellowship up and watch what happens. It will pull down. God automatically, if you get the thing running right, it will run and God will add to it. But you've got to get on the right road first. And you're on the right road now. When you go to break into the denominational barriers, put your arms around there and say, we're brethren. And then you're on your road back. You're on your road to the original. 
Then the blood of Jesus Christ stops and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. We are fellowship one with another then. When the blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness, the only way that God has ever recognized has been through the shed blood. I have nothing against denominations. Those are all right. Nothing against education. That's all right. Nothing against great song festivals. That's all right. Nothing against joining church or whatever you may be. It's all right. But it will never, never produce until the blood's been applied. The blood applied to the human heart will always bring a result. That's what we need tonight. And when you get that done, things will just automatically take place when we do that. Now we notice all down to the end how God has always recognized that one thing, that blood. That's the only thing that will even accept will be the blood. Now as you're eating, as you're killing us, God was driven from the Eden because of his sin. God made a way just to stand between until the day of full resistance would come. The oldest book in the Bible is Job. Now the old, old gospel, the old time gospel, it doesn't have to have fancy words that must be laid out in its simplicity and accepted on those grounds. It'll bear results. Yes, sir, just it in a simple way. Nothing all broke up. Nothing great and high over the tent. The kingdom of heaven is right at your hand. Many times we make it so complicated with creeds and different things to do with different isms and things that we've made up and thought in our fleshly mind. And we many times see that God's sinners fall away from God. But just make it simple. A little children would understand. And then it'll lift up Christ and he said, I'll draw all men unto me. Notice, Joel is the oldest book in the Bible. He was a righteous man. God said there was none on earth like him. And when he got into trouble, and God turned Satan loose upon him, did you notice how that God had to do it first? Here some time ago, I was amazed as I was standing in an eastern country. The old little country, now, heard this picture of St. John, the 5th chapter, where Jesus said, I am the door to the sheep's home. Always wondered how that could be, that Jesus, a man, could be a door to the sheep's home. I couldn't understand it until I got into the country and see what it really was. It's amazing to see how the Bible seems when you go into the land where it was written, and see how... The, our Western interpretation of it is many times contrary to the Eastern tradition. And the highway did it, the shepherd has a fold. And he drives the sheep in there, and after the sheep is in, he lays down in the door. Therefore, no sheep can go out, or no wolf can come in unless it comes over the shepherd. Think of it. How safely you are. Two nights ago, I woke up and I had a sermon on my heart of resting. I didn't have no audience, so I had a one-woman audience, my wife. I woke up, I said, honey, just got to preach to you a minute. I did about three hours. <laughs> oh, resting! The Christian experience is very solemn and holy. But then, rest! Come on to me, all you have to labor there, the lady. I'll give you a rest. 
We're tossed about with everything and put in front of Christ, then it's all finished. Resting in Christ, perfect no matter what comes of those nothings and taxes, without it comes over the shepherd. He has to permit it. The Bible said all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. Has to come over the shepherd first that I'm the door. No man can come in without me accepting it. Let me, let me tell you that when God permits anything, this working to me, this faith would fit to the same thing, certainly. That God might hear you to show great testimony, give you a little something to move on for. All things work together for good. Notice in that how beautifully that the shepherd laid himself at the door to be the go between all the blocks. Now, I thought there in my text of Job, how that Job being tested and tried, how that he knew that he was righteous because he had offered the sacrifice to burnt offering and stood firm on it. No matter how many of these church members said, Job, you're wrong, your secret spirit, Job knew that he had confessed his sin and had offered God the broken offer, the one that God had required to be offered, the birth sacrifice, you know, to be the righteous in the sight of God. Oh, Christians now, who you fall away and run back and run out and run in and out and then you think, well, I, I can't make it, you couldn't make it in the first place. Not your place to make it. God's already made it for you. In Christ, the price is fully paid. The only thing you have to do is to accept God's provided grace. And ten minutes, no matter what takes place, don't move rest. The shepherd's watching over his sheep. He knows even a sparrow. How much more does he know about you? I know it's another thing if you see this getting off my line of talk a moment. One thing about shepherd. You know, a shepherd in them eastern countries has more respect than anybody else. Going down through the street all at once, there's whistles, there's cars, the slides and everything. I wonder what's taking place through the little old British jeep. And the first thing you know, it was a shepherd crossing the street with his sheep. And all the traffic held up, getting the right away. That's the way our shepherd is. Amen. He gets the right away. We'll leave his sheep. Nothing's going to harm about it. Went on around and up on the mountain, I noticed there was a lot of shepherds up there, and they were herding different kinds of animals. There were some donkeys they were herding, and some of them were camels, and, and some were just goats. And I said, well, a shepherd means just a herder. Yes, he said, that's right, Brother Branham. A shepherd is a grazeman or a herder. But he said, you know, the same thing, that the shepherd is attached more to his sheep than anything else. He said, now they both eat the same food, the same grass, but when nighttime comes, the mules, the goats are all left out, and the shepherd calls his sheep and takes them into the sheep fold. Oh, God. That's what I want to be a sheep. Nighttime's going to fall one of these days. Just the sheep were going in. God calling. You're just a church member. If you know any more, you just join the church. Or if you don't know Christ by an experience. Or you say, I know our creed. I know my catechism. To know that catechism is life. To know Christ is life. Not to know your creed. Not to know your doctrine of your church. But to know Him. Him alone is life. 
They know him. Another amazing thing I noticed the shepherd come right down through the street and on the side, the man with their clothing slain out there with these all kinds of appetizing things for the sheep. But the fellow that was diving in the little sheep he pulled over to one side said, Now, Brother Branham, watch this. But see that shepherd in that market street there? I said, Yes, sir. Said, I'll watch him for a few minutes. And he walked down through that street. There were about 50 sheep following him. Walked right down through where all damn fine things, pears and vegetables and things there, and there to be very attention to the sheep. But then he followed the shepherd and never looked right or left, just went right on through with the shepherd. That shepherd could step out of line like this, and every one of them sheep would take the same line going right through. Oh, my. I said, brother, excuse me for a minute, I just got to praise the Lord. Falling in the foot. Of the shepherds, my sheep know my voice. The stranger they'll not follow. Just move where he'd move. He'd go right there and just put it on every hand, every head. Keep your eyes on the shepherd. Don't look to yourself. Look at the shepherd and move on. Now, Job, he had offered the sacrifice. He knows that he was righteous, not in himself. But he was righteous because he had met God's requirements. That's how I know we are righteous when we meet what God said. Now, God never at no time said first that John said, yet yeah, that's good. Did you know there never was a commission given in the New Testament for us to go build churches? You know there never was a commission for us to set organizations up? Did you ever know that? Anything a little farther, did you know we never was commissioned to build a church? A school, a hospital—they're all. That's all, all right. But the commission of the church to preach the gospel to every preacher, then he will return. Preach the gospel unto all the world, and then Jesus will return. And we're living in the days that when this world has got the greatest pressure it's ever had in all the history of time. Better get through that this week when we come into the secret abiding place and then the junction at the end of the road as we go on through the week and you watch and take notes and check it up and the next night come back and find out if that's right or not. Look at it in the face of the scripture. Then you know you're right. As we get towards the end of this episode, we end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mighty love. We thank you for your word. We pray, Father, may you take what we've learned this afternoon and help us impart it into our lives. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Teach me thy way, O Lord, 
Teach me thy way, thy guiding grace afford. Teach me thy way, help me to walk aright, less by sight, more by faith. Lead me with heavenly light, teach me thy way. When doubts and fears arise, teach me thy way. When clouds o'erspread the skies, teach me thy way. Shine through the cloud and rain In sorrow, grief, or pain Make thou my pathway plain Teach me thy way Long as my life shall last Teach me Teach me the...